Hello and welcome back to The Rigged Recap, the official Drag Detective podcast where we break down all of the riggery and bitch this week, we finally got some. (laughs) After so many episodes, finally season 15 is rigged. And I am joined by someone you all know very well, especially if you have listened to the other iterations of the Rigged Recap. Welcome, Butsy, back to the pod. Thank you so much for being here, Butsy. Thank you, Derek, for having me and for replacing me so easily for the last few episodes. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) You know, if, if you're looking for the video version of this podcast... There isn't one because people who watched the All-Star 7 one, there was a 1 in 3 chance of getting a sleep paralysis demon after seeing Bootsy on their screen. (laughs) You know what? This season there has been a lot of discussion about the shade in the drag community and how it can hurt people's feelings. So I really want you to know that I want all the best for you. And I really wish your podcast was on MTV so we can just get this over with quickly. Bitch, this podcast is like double the length of these damn episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been listening, and I'm like, will Derek ever shut up? Um, <laughs> no, it's it's ins- they edited so much. I like the real friends of Vijo are not worth it. No, and they're they're like cannibalizing each other on social media now. They're like throwing everyone under the bus, and which is strange because Brad Goretzky still needs to be good with four percent plus. Because filming of season four of Canada's Drag Race is just around the corner. Literally. (laughs) Wait, so Butsy, you listen to the podcast even though you're not on it? Yeah, sometimes. I don't know, I don't have any life. (laughs) Or I don't have anything interesting going on, I guess. Um, I know that me and you keep in touch, but I'm sure, like, the uh, people online are like, where the fuck is Butsy? Do you want to, like, give them a little update about your life these last couple of months? Um, so I join a monastery and I'm dedicating my life to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Yes, God. Butsy is now straight. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have a gorgeous wife named Mary and three daughters all named Gina. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> that's a Katya joke. I stole it. I admit it. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I actually did get married. Um, <laughs> Surprise, that was a fun little unexpected moment. She's a married woman. She is, I wanted to say legal, but (laughs) we're in the process of making me legal. Uh, (laughs) So because of that, I also had to move cities and it's been very not fun (laughs) having to move. I have no idea in the American units, but 600 kilometers away, however much in miles that is. And it's just been a lot of work, a lot of school, a lot of adulting, a lot of doing my marital duties. It must be really exciting because I know you saved yourself for marriage, so... (laughs) Yes, I saved myself for marriage. I never wanted to go on a diet before I was married, so now (laughs) I can actually watch what I eat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god if you were wondering Butsy is now the same size as Spice so <laughs> yes I'm I'm but I like more sweet things so I like to compare myself to sugar more so because I'm just so blonde and skinny um, I mean let's be honest you're the third twin it's sugar spice and spit <laughs> I think that's your grinder profile just coming out here on this podcast <laughs> once again you're like Bootsy's on a diet, but I'm not. Spit in my mouth, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, well I mean, this you know what? This took a turn from the last few episodes. <laughs> you know, I, I reached out and I was like, hey, do you want to do this episode? Because it's the design look or the design challenge. And I wanted someone who sews uh, and can throw a garment together if that's one of what you want to call your wardrobe. But it also worked out really well because it's the reading challenge. And that's just mm-hmm. all we do. Yes, but I mean, to be fair, this reading challenge, I have opinions <laughs> and some of them are not nice. Was it a reading well, challenge or a reading slideshow? I want to know. Yeah, like literally it was a reading slideshow where everybody got shown the, one of their best jokes and it just went so fast and we didn't see the flops and the flops are what make it <laughs> interesting. Like good people don't look as good when everybody else is good. <laughs> like show us something doing horribly because it had to happen. Like who flopped? Because I had Jack on last week and he was talking about how when something cringy happens, he, like, takes his earbuds out and he has to, like, look away. You're the one that's like, oh, bitch, give me more. This is amazing. Like, Utica's roast is, like, your favorite moment. <laughs> yes, I love the bad parts. I'm, like, and it's not, be- like, no hate. I just, like, two of my favorite things are great drag and horrible drag. Like, the worst of the worst drag you can imagine. I'm not going to name any names, Derek. Um, <laughs> so Anitra and George Santos, basically. <laughs> yes. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I love the cringy moments because it makes me appreciate the good moments more. And also it gives like that contrast that I like to see. Like hill, hills and valleys. I just know that the producers of WoW Presents and the editors were shooting themselves in the foot for putting the reading challenge so early, putting Snatch Game so early, after they realized, mm-hmm. oh shit, we have 60 minutes. And they had no idea about that, which, like, I cannot blame the... Once I cannot blame the production of WoW Presents, but, like, even in season 12, when they had the Pi 1 fiasco... It, like, they couldn't edit the first few episodes in time, but then they, like, fully redid the season, and it made it better. While this time, they had to, like, scramble and redo the entire season, but make it <laughs> worse in a way, because it feels like we are missing out. It feels yeah. like, like, we can obviously see that this is very, like everything was cut and it, it it's just not the same even when like Jax was speaking about uh their struggles this episode at one point i was like did they speed up uh talking it felt so rushed well it was better this week i still can't get over how jarring it was for like we come back from commercial and lucy leduc is like i was bullied and then immediately cut to the runway mm-hmm. yeah that last week was wild <laughs> the funny thing is like in the last few seasons, yes, there were, like, tragic stories. But this season, it seems like there are a lot of tragic stories that really should be showcased. Like, Mistress's thing and even Jax and uh, Lucy. Like, all the stories that are relevant in the queer culture and that a lot of queer people can relate to. And it just feels so rushed. Yeah, these these bitches have been through the ringer. And unless you're watching Untucked, you're really not getting much of it. And I am watching Untucked, and I still feel like I'm getting half the story. So, it's... <laughs> <laughs> the season is just cut in such a strange way like can we please cancel real friends of Beho and get more drag race so we are five episodes in who are your favorites at this point from like the first few episodes my favorites sasha colby for sure like i was kind of worried about sasha colby because i knew about her before the show and i watched her online so i was like oh will this be like 
a hindrance to her <laughs> to being so well known but then i watch her on the show and i'm like oh i love you you have like you are personable you help other queens but you're also so fucking talented and it looks so gorgeous so sasha fears definitely uh i'm living for uh selena Estides because she's ridiculous she's loud <laughs> and she's not afraid to be who she is and it reminds me of those queens that are like, they have personality, but maybe not everything in the look department is so well put together, but she can easily fix that after this season when the budget gets better. Honestly, she reminds me a lot of, of you because like during your performances, you'll do the most random fucking shit. You will literally pull out a dildo, uh, a vagina, <laughs> like you will do whatever. And Selena gives me that same energy where like, she's just going to well, do whatever entertains her and if you're not entertained by it like that's on you well the last show i did was one of my favorites because it was so stupid i did i dreamed a dream from uh les miserables the musical and i had like full dramatic moment i took a pair of scissors started cutting my hair like she did in the movie then cut off my dress and everything and then like she was a prostitute on the verge of dying so i died at the end of my performance but then I crystallized uh, <laughs> because literally after that, there was like a bunch of hair on the floor and I just put on, I whipped my hair back and forth by Willow Smith and then just took that hair that was on the floor and started whipping it <laughs> around the audience. So it was so stupid and I love that. And I see that in Selena as well because I love drag that is entertaining. I mean... Yeah, fierce, fabulous looks, everything that it's great. But I want people to surprise me <laughs> and be ridiculous. And I see that from Selena. Like, like here, just one line. Like, I died a local girl. <laughs> that got me so much. And I, I, I'm living for it. So I love Selena personality-wise. But, like, my favorite right now for this season is Mistress Isabel Brooks. Because I kind of relate to her the most. And I didn't think I would. Like, not only because she's, like, a big girl, but even the struggles she had in life and then the way she... It feels like she has so much heart, but at the same time, she's not afraid to read a bitch down and she will, like, speak her mind. It, she kind of gives me Bianca vibes in a very good way, so I'm obsessed with Mistress. Who are your favorites? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much the same. Sasha, Mistress, and, and Selena are my favorites right now. The, the big personalities from this episode were definitely Spice. She got a lot of content, you know, now that she's alone and her sister mm -hmm. is is off in the hotel somewhere. <laughs> but we also saw a lot of Lux. And okay. we've talked on this podcast about Lux's edit, how whenever we see her, it's just her kind of boasting and we don't mm -hmm. get any other content from her. And um, this episode wasn't <laughs> wasn't any different, but it's almost like now <laughs> that she's won a challenge, it's like, oh, we get it. Like, you're allowed to boast because you are that bitch. Well, this episode, she really was, like, it, it was Lux's challenge to win. Like, for me, no doubt, that was the best look on the runway. But yeah, she kind of did get a bit of even a delusional edit where it was like, I'm going to win this competition and then the judges or, or the production cuts to like somebody like eye rolling or something like that. I love the Spice storyline this episode because at the beginning it felt like Spice will just pop off. There was a lot obviously cut from the season and um, I got mm -hmm. tea and not I got tea, but there's tea from Roscoe's. Um, don't sue me, mm -hmm. Roscoe's. I'm giving you credit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nisha Lopez, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole storyline from last episode that was literally completely cut out. 
Uh, and it was drama, but because it was the Snatch Game episode, there was no time for it because mm-hmm. we have Marsha, 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 who has not been in the edit at all, literally at all. Mm-hmm. She had a storyline last episode where she asked Spice and Sugar for help with her makeup. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. they help her with her makeup. Yeah, and on the runway, she said that Lux helped her, right? Yeah, and then she's like, yeah, no, Lux mm-hmm. helped me. And the girl, like, calls her out. She's like, give credit where credit is due. As we saw on Twitter, they kind of had a little exchange uh, the other day. So there's definitely, like, tension between these queens on the season, but we're not seeing that Mm storyline at all. And I think it would be really nice to see some, like, tension because it's just kind of been still getting to know everyone. There's not really, like any arcs going on it just goes to show that this season the i mean again i cannot blame the drag race producers because even after you finish filming a show you make a like a storyline a storyboard for 60 minute episode and you are like i'm gonna put this and this and this here and then when they ask you to literally cut the third of daft you it how can somebody like showcase everything i did my whole edgic getting my chart updated and five queens got a CP, which if you don't know what that means, it's on my Instagram. <laughs> I don't follow you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and only four queens didn't really get much content. Um, Lucy LaDuca, who, you know, she was the main character of the last episode, so it was fine to kind of not focus on her here. But Marsha and Robin both got nothing again. And for both of them, this is the third week in a row where they've gotten nothing. I have no idea who Robin is. Yeah. Like, zero. Like, other than the Amethyst thing they dated, like, what does that say about Robin? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so. Well, and even, like, we, the only thing we know about Robin is that she's from Connecticut and she fucked Amethyst. But the only thing we know about Amethyst is that she's from Connecticut and she fucked Robin. Like, we get content from Amethyst because she's in the bottom and she's struggling in the challenges. Mm-hmm. But we never got to know about her like if you didn't want like follow her outside of the show you wouldn't know that she has music and albums out and she's like you know a little pop star yeah and she like literally mentioned that yesterday at roscoe's where she was like i gave them six hours of me just talking about my music about my mixes about me being a music producer and loving to do that and then they chose to uh, use the five minute tiktok thing i mentioned yeah to edit, so yeah so let's talk about the challenge they get basically like bedrooms, uh, kind of like the hotel challenge from All Stars 5, except mm-hmm. instead of making a hotel room, they have to rip apart the hotel room and use the materials to make looks. I love this. I love the idea so much because you have to be creative, you have to be resourceful, and the All Stars 5 one, it was just stupid. <laughs> like, make a hotel, it, it made no sense, but this makes perfect sense because queens take nothing and turn it into something. That like, is the point of drag for the most part. So I really love this. It showcased who is creative, who is not, because a lot of these queens look like they can buy looks. But this episode actually proved that a lot of them can actually make something. And they have, like, even the worst of them were still not that bad. Well, I I wish we got more time with them in the rooms, um, kind of talking about what they had Mm -hmm. to to work with and looking at, like, what they decided to do. Like, that was a really cool, I think because it was so unique, I wish we got more time on it. But we really just kind of had to zip through it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, MTV. 
Uh, it was just literally, oh, we are in Matthew's room, we are in uh, Cressley room, we are in the Vassage room, this is the materials, blah, 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 and it it just felt so fast. We still got some fun moments, like Spice cutting up the pillow instead of using <laughs> a zipper and, <laughs> and things like that. But yeah, I wish we could see like more of their interactions, but that's like the general critique of the entire season. So. Yeah. Of the three rooms, there was Michelle Visage, which was kind of like Jersey, cheetah print, you know, animal mm-hmm. print stuff. There was Carson Cressley, which was farmhouse chic. And there was Ross Matthews, which was like Palm Springs, like resort stuff. Mm-hmm. Which of the rooms would you want to work with? Oh, Michelle Visage, 100%. <laughs> really? It had animal print. It had velvet. You know how easy it is to work with velvet? Because it's, for most of the time, it's stretchy and it just uh, hugs the body so well. And it also, uh, it doesn't reflect light too much where it hides mistakes, but also it reflects it enough and gives you that kind of finish that it looks rich. So I when I whenever I saw a lot of velvet there, I was like, oh, I want this room. And there was satin and there was... it. It looked like materials that are easier to make look fashionable. Do you think it would have been kind of iconic, though, to recreate somewhat the hotel rooms from All Stars 5? Like the gold room, the like animal print room, and the, the Golden Girls room, and be like, okay, work with this shit. <laughs> Honestly, that would be so iconic because Drag Race loves to be self-referential, uh-huh. and I if they did that, that would be actually very. And they can bring like the like bring back Alexis Mateo and get her to pop off the lid of the spray can again. Literally, uh, you could get yeah <laughs> some of the queens back like one for each room and be like, hi, welcome to our hotel. Mm-hmm room like i hope you enjoy our amenities i know you would love to see mayhem miller back so uh (laughs) um (laughs) rich (laughs) some blair saint Clair action india farah uh <laughs> but like they had so many like even if they just brought back Shea Coulee, that would like make the entire episode that would be so iconic but no they decided to go with the three judges and which was fine let it be it was cool still I still really liked the yeah. concept of the challenge the concept was amazing yeah so looking at some of the the storylines when it came to like the challenge we have Malaysia baby doll fox who has never sewn a thing in her life and is on the struggle train is what it looks like we also see Amethyst, who has no idea what the fuck she's doing, <laughs> um, and is getting a lot of help from her sisters. Uh, but we saw a lot of the queens knew how to sew. How hard mm-hmm. is it to learn how to sew, Bootsy? Like, how long does it take to actually, like, get it down? Well, it depends how... Like, the thing with sewing, it's it kind of takes math. So you have to know <laughs> how to, like, calculate... Uh, for the dimensions or just be creative enough to like know how big everything needs to be Mm -hmm. Um, but to like technically learn to sew it's not really that like to you just need to learn how to thread a sewing machine which you can do in like 30 minutes to learn like it it takes a minute to thread it actually and uh, you just need to know what's the difference between different types of stitches and then you just do whatever you want 
it's really it for me it felt like because i find it fun and i find it creative and it's like just like makeup you don't need to follow like every single step like from the tutorial now you do this first and the second and this third blah blah no just be creative and do whatever works for you and the same thing is with sewing just get the two pieces of fabric and put them through a sewing machine until you get something that looks good and then just embellish them and it's all about styling so you need to have that eye <laughs> to what looks good what materials look good what will present good so it's not really that difficult to learn to sew and whenever queens say that they never sewed i'm like oh so you're lazy <laughs> well okay so i took a costuming <laughs> class i'm not a drag queen i'm not a drag artist i took a costuming class we made a pair of pants we made a shirt and we made a bow tie and what i found hard was not the like putting the stuff in the sewing machine once you know how to use a sewing machine it's really not that difficult but the like mm -hmm. cutting things out uh pinning things knowing what to put what like that was all very confusing pattern making is the kind of confusing part because that kind of requires like math skills so <laughs> you need to know what are the mentions what is gonna be the right side and the wrong side of the fabric yeah that's the confusing part sometimes but also how i learned to sew is like literally bought curtains and i put things i already owned on top of the fabrics and just cut around that and that's how mostly how i made my first few garments just tracing and playing around with it so if you're gonna make take it too seriously then it can get very complicated quickly but for drag like you saw selena took literally a throw blanket and made it into like a reveal jacket mm -hmm. that took approximately 10 minutes to make but it also looked so good and it was so creative so for drag you don't need to be too precise or too technical just be creative please yeah i it there's definitely parts of it that like you have to sew inside out yeah sometimes and like we what's the what's the thing called we have like the the edge that you leave for like depending oh on seam allowance seam allowance yes there's there's a lot of math like you said mm -hmm. and and you've considered you know auditioning for drag race have you ever thought about like what your strategy would be going into a design challenge like would you come with a bunch of pre-made patterns would you kind of just go mm -hmm. off the cuff like what what would you do going into this challenge Oh, I would come with, like, pre-made patterns for sure. Whatever they, like, try to give you... Because you, you cannot really... You don't know if it's going to be un, uh, unusual materials or it's going to be fabric or whatever. Like, I would have different patterns for different things and then try to work around that. I wouldn't, like, make myself, oh, it has to be this type of dress and nothing else. I would, like, take into account what kind of fabric it is, what kind of everything is. But I would have patterns ready because you don't have time to think about patterns in Drag Race. Like, from people I spoke to that actually did the show, they told me you get eight hours to create a look. That's not enough time to make pat full patterns, full cutouts, and full sewing, like, a fully huge extravagant garment so that's why i applaud every single queen who can do that because like last season in all star seven the trinity the tuck when she came out with those like extravagant looks i was like how in that time frame how did you do that but good job to you and she 100 percent had patterns ready because you have to well and like in this episode we saw lux make her own patterns from pants that she just had in her closet so like mm -hmm. but also if you look at it sh she cut the pants out to make the pattern or maybe they were already cut i don't know but they were not like fully 
attached, so it made it much easier. And you that's something you have to do. Like you don't have time to go and trace your old pair of pants on a pattern and take into account your dimensions and uh, blah blah blah. You just put it on the piece of fabric, cut around it, like give yourself more seam allowance because it's always easy to like take something in while if you don't have enough fabric, it can be a real bitch to add. So, and Lux was like a perfect example. She took something she had and just quickly made something fashionable from it. Do you think this challenge should have been judged in teams? Because they did say, we want your looks to be cohesive. We want it to be a collection of looks, but then it was judged completely individually. Well, that's one thing they like to do, don't they? They just like, so we want you to work in a team and we want you to do a full collection, blah, blah, blah. But you like the same thing with All Stars 5's Hotel, where they're like, the best team is Blair St. Clair and Mayhem Miller. You are amazing. But the winner is Jujubee. Like, <laughs> decide, please. Why are you making them make like a full collection and then they have to limit themselves for other members of their team? Just for you to like change your mind and judge them individually. I didn't really like that. Maybe some people would make completely different looks if it if it was like an individual individual challenge. So I was okay with this one not being in teams because like at the end of the day they are sewing their own shit and like they can get help and whatever. But mm-hmm. like uh, like it's not like the gay heaven challenge where like there was one team that was very obviously the best and they all just should have been high mm-hmm. and they're all coming up with the ideas together, like all of that. So this one I was like, eh, it's fine, whatever. But And I would prefer like if they from the very start said you're all judged individually because I want to see what they would do yeah. on their own without being like, let's make a collection. Yeah. But again, I like that it was only one winner and not six winners as we signed <laughs> UK season four. Yeah. So why don't we get into some of these looks, starting out with mm-hmm. our dearly departed queen. It'll be weird to do this podcast and not talk about Amethyst first anymore. Amethyst, she wore a gold thing. <laughs> <laughs> I personally did not hate her look that much <laughs> because it didn't take a lot of skill to make, but she had an eye where she made like that cowl neck so at least the front part looked nice and there were some rouges in it and then literally the <laughs> she just put the skirt around her waist a piece of fabric and that was it technically it doesn't look bad i love the like the color combos she chose the black hair the gold jewelry where it kind of loses me is the ruffles on the pants because that's it was so unnecessary and it kind of distracts the eye and makes the look look cheaper. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm not hating this look. So <laughs> yeah, this would be like the wait. What was the other cold case, closed case and open case, open. Yeah, that would be an open case for me. OK, yeah. I mean, I think all of these looks could have been safe in another season. I'm not going to give mm-hmm. a single cold case this episode because I don't think anybody did bad. Yeah. When you look at Amethyst's look, I can, like, literally see you, you... If you use hot glue or, like, pins, this can be achieved. Like, literally just pin the piece of fabric behind your neck and make it fall down nicely. And then <laughs> pin the piece of fabric on your waist. But, like, if I was a fan in the audience and this was the look that came out, I'd be like, oh, she looks good. She looks gorgeous. Yeah, I, I love the cheetah print accessories around the neck, around the waist. I love mm-hmm. this wig. The stole, I think, is fine, but Ross was like, it's kind of, like, dead. And I'm like, well, that's what you gave them, so... 
<laughs> she can't bring it back to life, yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I loved your fur, but it was not ostrich, so sweetie, you're in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. For me, literally, if she had just made this dress less of like a wrap dress and more of just like a like it hits the floor, and yes, there can be a slit, but it doesn't need to like show this like panty mm-hmm. that she made. I think this could have been fully safe. Because the panty is the one thing yeah. that I'm like, no. Yeah, the panty is really distracting. And especially that little ruffle, I really hate that part. But if she, it, if it looked like she did, did something to the skirt part, because now you can literally see like the two pieces, like do, two edges of fabric connecting at her waist. Mm-hmm. If she literally just kind of sewed it together so it has a slit that's, that you can just see that it she did something to the skirt other than just like literally wrap it around her waist this could be a safe look. Yeah. And and that's why I'm glad that you're here because like, if you can look at this and say like, oh, I could very easily recreate this like, and it's like no big deal, then that's to me like, okay, well, we're looking for a little bit more than that (laughs) in these challenges. You know what I mean? (laughs) If that fat bitch can recreate this. If Bootsy can make it, (laughs) flop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, but literally, I think this full outfit would take an hour to do no really well because she literally just put to it it, everything is draped mostly so you just need to like (laughs) make the panties which will take like 20 minutes and then wrap around the fabric until you like it enough i think that's the part well we saw with lux she was like oh you can drape it this way or that way and amethyst would be like i just don't know how (laughs) imagine if Instead of the the cheetah print panty, she had gotten cheetah print fabric and just done a little draping down the front. That would have looked so cute. She could have been fully safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even they had that gold sequin fabric that none of them used for some reason. And in Amethyst's case, that can be... Like, there was so many uses for that that you can just make it work. I mean, I give her an open case because I know it can be improved and it can look so good because it already doesn't look bad. Room for for improvement, definitely. Open case for me, too. Up next, we have Anitra, who is giving this plaid number. What did you think about this look? I've seen a lot of different opinions on it. And, And that's another thing about this challenge is I think everyone agrees that Lux won this challenge. But I have seen every combination of people in the top in the bottom the the opinions are all over the place and i think it's because no one did bad mm-hmm. so there's no easy like oh this person just goes into the bottom i think it comes down a lot to like personal taste like for anitra's case i really like the jacket because i can see the details like even the mixture of fabrics she used it just goes well so together like the leather part as her collar and then the plaid for the shirt and it's like the asymmetrical moment and then one sleeve is puffed i love the jacket because i know how much time it takes to make jackets like that and especially in that type of detail and that's why i know she literally i think ran out of time to make anything else but i feel like this look needs a bit more because even if she just used that plaid fabric and made like a boot covers or something like that so that her legs don't look so naked, it would make a lot of difference. Because now it's a fierce jacket and a panty with some fabric around it. And again, she doesn't look bad. But like from the waist up, for me, it would be like a closed case. And then from the waist down, it's an open case because I see potential. But I think she ran out of time. 
Yeah, I mean, I think even if that, you know, it's it, there's like the asymmetrical fabric coming down, if that had gone to the floor and just been like a one-sided skirt, that would have been enough. And I think it would have it mm-hmm. would have been perfect. The jacket is amazing. And I think for that alone, she's safe as, as fuck. But I do wish mm-hmm. there was more on the bottom. So I am going to give her an open case. Yeah, it's, I don't hate this look. It's just not my favorite of this week. So are you open or closed? Well, open case waist down, <laughs> closed case waist up. So <laughs> You have to commit, bitch. Open then because... It's, it doesn't feel like a complete look. Do you think you could make a jacket like that? Or is that like crazy good? I mean, I think I could make it like that. It just takes time and because it's an asymmetrical fit. So, and I don't know what kind of leather that is because that looks thick. And that panty was made of leather. I was like, she better have something underneath that mm-hmm. because that friction. Well, yeah, you with your one costuming class would not be able to make this. <laughs> but I think even you would be able to make the amethyst look. So, <laughs> Yeah. The, the plaid and the leather from Carson's room, that's what I would have gone for. I mean, I'm such like a flannel plaid mm-hmm. person and, and the leather I really like. So I'm kind of drawn to these <laughs> looks more than anything else. But You're into leather community? <clears throat> uh, anyway, <laughs> only the people that have found my scruff account know the tea. And um, there's more of you than I'd like to admit who have. So <laughs> Messages on the daily. Hey, drag detective, <laughs> why do you say you like feet so much? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Up next, we have Aura Mayari, who I was kind of confused by because originally did not like. Then... I saw her photo shoot that she posted and I was like, oh, this looks oh. But then I looked back at this and I'm like, oh, this does not look like the photo shoot. <laughs> Let me now find her photo shoot because I did not see that. I think in the photo shoots, as maybe they have someone remake it or maybe they just have someone like pin it and, and you know, this is for all the girls. Because um, some of the, there's some inconsistencies <laughs> from what we see on the stage and what we see in their professional photo shoots. <laughs> so that's why I'm looking mm-hmm. at photos from the actual runway it looks like it's better fitted in the photo shoot and obviously the fact that the cape is flowing adds to the drama can i give you my perception of this and you tell me if i'm wrong Mm -hmm. it to me it looks like the top is just fabric wrapped around with like some buttons to keep it and it might not even be it could just be glued and some straps that she threw on and then a thing of fabric around the waist that's just like attached like, I don't know if there was any actual sewing done. And the funny thing is, she rose her hand when RuPaul asked, who's the sewer here? So Yeah. But well, and yeah. even, like, I'm looking at the, the top. You can see it's, like, a different... Like, see where there's the left strap? There's, like, a weird fabric over overlay sticking mm-hmm. out. I don't know. Yeah. It looks weird to me. Also, this is one of the looks that I think you would be able to remake. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because, like, for the cape part, it was literally just fabric around her neck. Nothing too really hard to do. Uh, I think the only things she did so were straps. And now I'm looking at it closely. No, it doesn't look like she hemmed it. Um, no. Well, yeah, The I see the scissor marks on the bottom of her bra thing. So... <laughs> I mean, it looks good on her because I think she's pretty and skinny and like a fashion. <laughs> like y- you can put a piece of fabric on her and it looks nice. But like technically speaking, this isn't <laughs> well made. I think it's styled really well. I think the glasses yes. are stunning. The earrings, the shoes. Mm-hmm. Like She looks c- 
it's just like when you look at the details, I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't as impressive as it looks from far away. I don't hate it. That's the thing. So I'm very conflicted. I'm like, I'm going to give know. it an open case because I, I really like the idea. I think the photo shoot that she posted, it looks amazing. I just think that like mm-hmm. technically I see issues and, and I think it could be elevated. Uh-oh. And you're right. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I could see, I could, I know what I would do to recreate this. And like, I shouldn't be able to <laughs> to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm going to give it an open case because it also has room to improve. I cannot give her a closed case because of that. Yeah, yeah, it's giving it's giving open case. Up next, we have uh, the queen on everyone's lips. They uh, are getting a lot of attention because people think it was rigged that they were in the bottom three. We have Jax. I love this. I really love this look. I got exactly what they were giving with the Heather's references and, and mm-hmm. the character they were portraying. And I think it's bullshit that they were in the bottom three. It's such bullshit. And especially, like, the sk- just the skirt part alone. You know, those pleats that are different colors. It's not that easy to do. So <laughs> I give Jax technical props for that. Because that took... You know, just for the skirt part, every single red strip you see, she had to measure and cut that out from different fabric and sew it together to a skirt to make that happen. It was not like a wraparound moment. It actually took technical precision. And even the, like, the thing they said with shoulder pads, I can see that. Like, if Jax added some shoulder pads or shoulder structure, that could look nicer. But other than that, like, I don't have really complaints. Like, she made full boot covers. The skirt was everything. The I think the hair went with it. Even the, like, the choker accessory went with the reference. Everything looked nice, so... When Jax was in the bottom three, I was so confused. It it made no sense. When they call when they were like called for critique, I thought they were gonna be in the top. No shade, but I kind of felt like Malaysia was gonna be in the bottom and Jax was gonna be in the top. Yeah, yeah. But I was so shook when they called Jax as a bottom and they were like, Oh, well you didn't do this or that and what? Because <laughs> there's boot covers, there's a jacket, and there's a skirt. This looks well put together. And everything isn't like just one fabric and just easy like even the boot covers you can see that there are two different types of fabric like she literally took a gray strip and cut it out to make like the centerpiece of her boot cover and then even for the skirt she had to like cut out all of those different pieces and combine them it wasn't like an easy task where you just take one piece of fabric and make something out of it so i'm i don't know what the judges were on it's a closed case completely it's a closed case up next, we have Lucy LaDuca, who is coming for Marsha's gig with this 70s moment. I I love the pants. They are so well made. Mm. I love the fabric that, that she chose. I don't like that there's two different fabrics on, on top. There's this, like, beachy palm mm-hmm. tree. And then there's this just, like, sky blue. I wish it was just all in the sky blue. Oh, okay. I can see that. Well, yeah, I. that's one thing I was wondering. Is it like, did she run out of the other fabric? Because like... She must have. She made those puffy sleeves and they can eat up a lot of fabric. I, I was a bit confused why that blue strip was there, but also because the color blocking wasn't necessary that much because it already is conflicting patterns with the top and the bottom. Like the pants look amazing and it looks well-fitted and well-made. And then the rope as the belt moment, 
I, I that kind of looked a bit sloppy to me because it was just kind of hanging. Yeah, there was like this long hanging moment, and I wish it was like you can easily structure a rope, just like put even hot glue on it and then put it in place if you don't know how to tie it but i'm not too mad about this but no again technically the sleeves are very well made the top is well made the pants are well made so i don't have any like technical critiques here it is a closed case but i wish it was either the blue fabric or either everything be that resort where palm trees yeah. The, I, I don't see why the color blocking needed to happen, but also it doesn't look horrible. And I, I, for me, it was a great, safe look. It yeah. was safe. Yeah, I think if, if, if it was in the blue, if like the whole top was in blue, this could potentially be like a top because I love mm-hmm. the vibe she went for. She she made a character. But as it is, I think safe is, is perfect. I'm going to give it a closed case. Nothing too much to critique or... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up next, though, we have our winner... And she's not going to shut up about it for the next 10 weeks. And I'm here for it. <laughs> it is Lux Noir London, <laughs> bitch. Mm-hmm. This looks so good. And the fact what the judges mentioned is like, when you look at the pattern on the pants, they completely match. Like both legs are like, like the zebra prints are the same. So she like looked at details about that. And then... The way that uh, satin purple moment is just draped and it just flows so well. One thing I was actually very confused about is like, did she make that belt or was that something she brought from home? Because I wasn't sure that that doesn't look like fabric. So (laughs) if she made that somehow in the workroom, that's like extra points. But then all the details in this look like the pants and the cape and then the head wrap everything just looks so so good well and i was really impressed by this because it's made out of shower rods this like mm-hmm. chain mail kind of thing on yes. the top like that takes that takes skill to like weave that together and like mm-hmm. make sure that's the right proportion to like fit you and then to like attach the satin shirt to it and be like for it to be draped so perfectly it just goes from like the shirt creates this uh it's not a full cowl neck, but a little bit of cowl neck, which just gives shirt more dimension, but it just drapes over her arms, which gives you kind of like a half sleeve illusion. And then it goes in the back and it's a full cape moment that just, when she walked the way it flew, like the flow of the cape. Oh, I was obsessed about everything in this look, literally everything. I mean, this was very obviously the best up there, like mm-hmm. by by a lot. Yeah. And even that brooches or you see on her chest, it's not like the chain moment. I I noticed that it's literally just glued. It's glued to her chest. She She literally glued it there. Yeah. She glued something to her to add more detail. And like things like that matter in a challenge like this. Everything is so well thought out and everything is executed perfectly. So closed case. Closed case. It looks like a, a professional designer made this for her and she brought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like it was literally made for her. And now that she made it in like five hours that they had out of curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Closed case and she finally has her win. So <sighs> that's going to be fun. She's been manifesting it for weeks. <laughs> she has been just 
being like, I am the one, I am the winner. So let's see if the streak continues. Up next, we have Marsha, 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 who is going for a very Jan Brady, late 60s, early 70s vibe. And I really enjoy it. Well, one thing, it's kind of like <laughs> what I mentioned about Sasha Colby. I know Marsha makes a lot of her looks and she is a costume designer. So maybe I had like two bigs of, <laughs> of hopes for her. So I was kind of expecting more. But then what she did give us is polished. It's nicely made. Like she also considered the way that fabrics will move on the runway when you see her twirl and then mm -hmm. just to showcase the skirt. And you can see even the improvement in her makeup where she like covered her brows and tried to do a more arched brow and more draggy look. So like she is trying and this look looks also very well executed everything is hemmed everything is proportional there is details the skirt is pleated i really like this look it's very cute it's very 60s resort wear so it's a closed case closed case for sure i'm living for the fred jones scooby-doo orange ascot <laughs> with the, the orange glasses to accent it <laughs> i i really like this look um i really like marcia i just wish that we got more of them in the episode mm -hmm. in the season <laughs> yeah <laughs> step the makeup up up next we have one i i am um on the fence and i, I want to hear what you think malaysia baby doll fox this is the first garment that she has ever sewn so i obviously want to give her props for that because mm -hmm. it's a garment for sure like she made something mm -hmm. yeah it, it's not bad <laughs> especially for the first garment but for me this wasn't a top look I mean, yeah. the skirt is kind of simple, like, especially if it is a stretchy material, which this does seem like it's kind of a knit fabric, so it kind of hugs her body well. When it's a stretch material, you can make so many mistakes because it would just stretch to your body dimensions, and I feel like that's kind of what happened to the skirt. Um, the hem on the chest, um, on the, the, what's that mm -hmm. called? The neckline? Was, yeah, the neckline. Does it look like she added that, or do you think that was already there on the fabric? No, I think she added that because it kind of looks glued. Not like it was well, well, because you can see that one part of it, like those little ball, fluffy pink balls, like on the right side of her neckline it kind of looks like it's separating or maybe she mm -hmm, tried to mm -hmm. hand sew it but didn't do it tight enough i don't know but it looks like it's been added afterwards uh i like the shoulder piece the shoulder like you can see she added shoulder pads to it <laughs> and you can see that sh that was the first time she worked with shoulder pads because you can see that a little bit of a lump but again it's still a dimension there and then i didn't like the cape looked nice it it didn't look bad like, this look is not bad, and uh, I love that she made a hat, but again, it I didn't see it as the top look. It For me, yeah. it's a very safe look, so yeah. I would give her a closed case. I just didn't agree for it to be, like, one of the top looks of the episode. Yeah, I, I think the, the belt and kind of the stuff she has hanging there looked messy when you saw it up close, and mm -hmm. I don't get why the cape just randomly changes fabric halfway. <laughs> like, it's just, like... It's like palms, palm springs, and then randomly it's like a harsh line, and we're in pink. Mm -hmm. I assume they just ran out of that fabric, and maybe this cape is the reason Lucy LaDuca couldn't make the rest of the shirt out of that <laughs> same fabric. Um, right, right. 
Yeah, so, that is the same like, fabric as Lucy's. It's exactly the same, like, leaf And was pattern. Marsha's the same fabric, too? I believe so, and I think Sasha Colby's swimsuit was as well. They said it came from a couch. Yeah, it was exactly the same. Sasha's is... Um, oh, Sasha's is different. Sasha's is different. different. It's similar, but it's it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, closed case, but nothing... Like, I'm not raving about this look. Yeah, and the hem on the bottom, you could tell, was, like, crunchy... So, closed case, good job for a first attempt at making something, but I don't think it deserves to be in the top. Be brave enough to come on Drag Race and make your first garment there. (laughs) At least she took a sewing class. Yeah, at least something. Just like you. Yeah, she probably took it at the University of Toledo, just like me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Up next, we have a queen who a lot of people think should have been in the top, and she was just safe. We have Mistress Isabel Brooks. She looks sexy. Oh, yeah. Mistress, looking at it technically, that top isn't... Like, you can see the panels she made. Like, this was... And this is a non-stretch fabric. And to put a non-stretch fabric on a big girl, trust it's a process. And you have to be so precise with the dimensions for it not to look (laughs) horrible. And you can see how precise she was making those little panels for the top and for, like, this was made for her dimensions. And I really, like, applaud her on that. What I wish would happen is if it was something more on the bottom part. Even if it was, like, a black skirt, but maybe if she added, like, a cheetah print on the bottom hem or something. Or added, like, a mermaid moment or I don't know. I, I love this look. I, I love the makeup is, is great. I Genuinely, I have no critique. I would give it a closed case 1,000%. I love every every inch of it. Uh, okay, now I'm looking at it on like the actual episode. And even in her sleeves, she rouged them. But when you look at it in the photo, it and because it's black, it kind of loses that dimension, which is a problem with black fabrics in general on the runway. Like I now see more details on her sleeves and... Even the purse with ostrich feathers. It's well executed and like the top is so precise that I'm very impressed by it. Do I wish it was a bit more draggy? Maybe, but also not really. (laughs) Like it's already draggy enough and it's well made. So this is a close case. Up next, we have a look that a lot of people love and I'm kind of on the fence about. So I'm interested to hear your opinion. It is the Invisible Queen Robin Fierce herself. <laughs> this is one of the looks that I'm also on the fence about. Thank you. Everyone is obsessed. Are they? <laughs> yeah, everyone I mean, was like, she was second best of the week. Um, I mean, she looks great. And like the top part, again, I can see the sewing lines and it, you can see it was made for her dimensions. Especially she used that leather material and she actually hemmed the top and she made the top very well and even the shoulder piece i didn't really like the arrangement of the stones on it because it was like one blue stone three green stones and then a random blue stone it 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 didn't have a pattern that i enjoyed but also not big of a deal and then the skirt part it's made well like it is an asymmetrical moment like she said in the workroom that she will make i've kind of envisioned it being more asymmetrical Mm -hmm. it's not a bad look it's just like i have other favorites of this episode this to me is so it is so safe to me yes i would agree for me this like i would put mistress over in the top over this 
And and for me, the the things that I noticed and and liked f- first was the hair and the boots, and neither of those mm-hmm. are things that she made. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, and that like little black stripe over her chest, like I think that was used obviously as a structure thing to keep the shoulders up, but it kind of distracts me from the look, and I don't know. <laughs> it's giving what was the point. going to archery class. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot me with your arrow, bitch. <laughs> when you go, we have archery at six, but you have to stomp the runway at five. <laughs> exactly. Give it Katniss Everdeen realness. I do like the shoulder piece because it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a cylinder thing. Yeah, I, I'm very curious to see how she made that because leather isn't that structured. So I assume she had to put something underneath, like was it cardboard or something? I wonder to- if it's a lampshade. I wonder if she took a lampshade and just cut a piece of it out it had to be something more structured for sure so i'm like i'm intrigued how she made that but again it wouldn't be too hard to recreate close case but again for me it wouldn't be a top two look her makeup and her wigs are always so stunned mm-hmm. but and the makeup I, yeah. matches the fabrics so props yeah to that it's just i just liked other looks better yeah same close case up next we have uh, the queen on everybody's lips and her lips were all over that stage. Uh, Selena S. Titties. Shout out to drag.looks again because you get the looks up every single time. And I that's, mm-hmm. that is how we, we look at them. I mean, I love the idea, the creativity it took for this look. The, the vision she had. And I don't think she had enough time to make it <laughs> as polished as she would wish it was. But also, I don't think this was bad considering so i really like the idea because when she came like obviously i know the spoilers and i knew that selena would be lip-syncing this episode so when she walked out with just throw blanket like a jacket i was like okay this makes sense as a bottom look but then she took it off and turned it into a into a cape and the other parts looked good like she had shoulder pads she had a bra made and i was like how is this in a bottom (laughs) why is this in a bottom what what are the judges seeing? I see the fit issues. It is a little bit baggy in places, mm-hmm. but like to me, if you are going to make the reveal coat, you're going to make the jacket, you're going to make the bra, you're going to make the skirt, and you're making all of these things and doing so much, I think that makes up for a couple of little fit issues. Mm-hmm. And even in the lip sync, uh, once the skirt was off, you can see this was actually a bodysuit. It wasn't even like a jacket one because it would be much easier for her to make like a jacket moment and tuck it into the skirt if she knew she was doing that. But she, no, went and made a full bodysuit out of that material. Can you kind of break down, like, how how would you make this? Throw blanket isn't that difficult. You literally put two holes in it. A zipper, uh, punch two holes, and then add those. The things that keep it on the shoulders. But the other parts, I feel like she took a jacket and patterned it off of that. The bra part, again, also isn't that difficult to make it. You just take two little... Well, she used leather, which is kind of difficult to work with, but you just make two little circles and attach them to a bra thing. The skirt, you just plead to your dimensions. So if your waist is 30 inches, this is where matte comes from. So when when she made made this, you know she had to use matte because for the pleats, then you uh, multiply that dimension by three and then you have to measure every single pleat and then 
put it together, then run it through a sewing machine and then make a skirt out of it. So that was impressive. I feel like she tried to do a lot. And you can see yeah. that, for example, in her, um, at the end of her arms, she tried to add a leather cuff, but it kind of doesn't look as polished because you can still see the red fabric peeking and like little details like that. So she tried to do a lot and they don't have a lot of time. And I think that was the part where she made a mistake because it's not fitting the best because she just ran out of time, I assume. And it is baggy, but it's very easy to fix baggy items. I feel like it was this was a time construction issue and not like the design issue because the design I actually really like. And uh, obviously the throw blanket thing. It, it worked great for the stage and it was dramatic. So I didn't see her in the bottom two. And her makeup, her face is beat, bitch. And that wig, mm -hmm. she looked... I don't think she's ever looked more stunning uh, from like the, the neck up than, than in this look. The wig is so good. And like in Untucked, when you see her crying her eyes out, the makeup isn't moving, mama. So <laughs> like literally, she has so much black under her eye Everything is staying put. And that's a trait of a real queen because you know she cements her makeup so well. She said, I might be in the bottom. Let me use the waterproof today. <laughs> I tried to be objective with the fashion looks and I really didn't see that big of an issue with this. Yeah, I love this color palette. I love the maroon mm -hmm. with the brown and mm -hmm. the black. And, and we've never seen anything like this. Like the way that it's made, the way that she has all these different things. Like we've never seen anything like this before. Mm -hmm. So... I yeah. think she deserves some credit. If it just stayed at the like the throw blanket jacket moment, I would be like, okay, this is a definite bottom. But as soon as she took it off and it had a reveal, I was like, oh no, this is amazing. This is fashion. I'm giving her a closed case. I like this. Yeah, this is a closed case for me too. She wouldn't be in the bottom, even bottom three in my universe. Like, I don't know if it would be a top three look, but it would definitely be high, safe, or near the top. Up next, we have Sasha Colby who is potentially giving some, you know, reference to Carrie Colby wearing the J-Lo look, because <laughs> this is very J-Lo Versace. Mm-hmm. I literally thought of the same thing when I was like, oh, this kind of looks like Carrie's look in a way, because I see the details. She fully lined that coat. The fabric didn't come like that. She made it happen like that. And then the way she made the bodysuit, it just fits her perfectly. Like... She obviously has the body oddy oddy. She is like a hot woman and it shows. So she emphasized all the curves she had. Like the waist goes in in a perfect like spot for her hips to be emphasized. And then her breasts are fully covered. And you can see little details like she added those buttons everywhere. I, I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, what did she do? Because she literally just sewed the sleeves into the coat and then fully lined it to add that little detail and pop of color and I think it just worked amazingly like one thing that the judges said she wasn't able to take it off when she wanted to so maybe she made it a bit too tight because this is a non-stretch fabric and especially when you line non-stretch with another non-stretch it makes it super non-stretch so <laughs> Other than that, like if, if sh maybe she should have considered the way she wanted to walk the runway with it. But again, she looks amazing. Everything is well put together and it's a complete closed case. And I think it was deserved to be in the top. Complete closed case. And, you know, on paper, sure, it's a swimsuit and, and a jacket. But like 
the details that she put into it and the styling choices that she made to put into it elevate it to like so much more than just like if somebody else did this look this could potentially be a bottom look but because she put her sasha colby stamp on it it is amazing it's stunning she Mm -hmm. is mother she is that bitch and she will always get a close case last up we have (laughs) another controversial queen this episode (laughs) we have spice what do you think i saw a lot of people hate on this look and i personally did not hate it that much uh i do think it's very simple it's like obviously it isn't too hard to make but then it for me it made perfect sense for who spice is mm-hmm. and what uh, her brand is and then the the color details like uh basically color blocking of uh zebra which is black and white and then adding purple details and you can see she added purple on her shoes and she has like purple bracelets and those purple straps that go into her necklace that says spice which is very on brand for them where both of them just have necklaces with their names all the time the the very um miranda from lizzie mcguire hair yes i love this hair like and that's one thing i'm like you didn't make this obviously uh (laughs) how did you have a hair that just fits so perfectly into this design challenge it is simple but also i like how it looks on her because that's this is her brand. When I see this look, this is what Spice is. Like the skirt part, obviously, is just kind of piece of fabric wrapped around with some lacing that's very bad. Uh, <laughs> 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 if, she, if she wanted to do purple lacing, at least make it look pretty. It looks like it got bunched up. In in the bra part, you can see she not even she didn't just hem the edges. She like added the extra fabric on it. I wouldn't say this is in sewing when you add a different fabric it's usually bias tape but i don't think she made bias herself because i don't know she knows what that is uh but uh she just added those little details so i didn't hate this look i think it's a close case because it's literally what i expect from spice and it looks nice on her body yeah i'm giving it a close case because like you said there's not really much wrong the only reason i think i would put her in the bottom is because nobody flopped and everyone else did more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's giving Aiden Zane, like Aiden Zane in the ball. There was nothing technically wrong with her final ball look. It was just so simple compared to what everyone else did that like you want to give everyone else the credit for putting in the work. Yeah, everybody else did. Like even Selena, like she tried to do so much, but I'm, I would rather Queen do too much than, than not do anything. For me, the bottom two I would have this episode is Amethyst and Aura. So <laughs> other than them, everybody else I would have as safe. So I, I wouldn't even know who would I put as low. Yeah. See, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I could, I know what I would do to make this. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of hot glue and a dream. <laughs> um <laughs> A nice pair of, of fabric scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm torn too. And, and my bottom three would be Spice, Aura, and Amethyst. I just don't mm-hmm. know necessarily which one I would keep from the bottom and which one I would put in the, the bottom two. Um, I kind of go back and forth. Because you're right. I 1,000% was like Spice should be bottom two. But 
after hearing you talk about it, I'm like, maybe it does just deserve like a slap on the wrist low. Because there was more stuff I didn't like about Aura and Amethysts. Because when I look at some details, like just at the Spices bra, that little uh, black stripe, it's like a detail she didn't have to add a sequin stripe, especially mm-hmm. in parts of it look messy, but also I'm not hating it as much as some others because I literally see if if this was a challenge where you need to create a look and show me who you are, this would be spice. <laughs> well, and I want to know what you think about their their plan because they were planning for Sugar mm-hmm. to be her too. And Spice was going to design both the looks and then sit around and do nothing while Sugar <laughs> made both of the looks. <laughs> do you think that would have worked or do you think it would have been too much for Sugar to do in, in eight hours? I mean, it depends. If she made two looks like this, it wouldn't be too much to do. Uh, this can easily be achieved in like two to three hours. So it really depends on how extravagant they want it to go. And, uh, but that's like a smart idea if you come into the competition as a twin, but also very dumb because you know the production will put you against each other. And I don't know if that was tea, but um, when that, that, that was something she was able to spill. But yesterday at Roscoe's viewing party, Sugar literally says, when we looked at the song list and we saw a song, We Are Family, the, that, that was the song we knew we are going to lip sync to. Yeah, that, and that's where, like, if they were going to work together for this challenge and Sugar was going to make both outfits, that's where it's like, okay, that is unfair to the other girls who don't have another person mm-hmm. to rely on. And me and Jack did speculate last week. We're like, did they have same the same hotel room or did they have different hotel rooms? And they said at Roscoe's, they had mm-hmm. separate hotel rooms. So at least there's that. They can't, like, go back to the same room and, like, strategize. But, but still. Yeah, it would be very unfair to others, but... Also, that's kind of the point of the twist, of the twin twist. Same like in Big Brother, whenever they put in twins, obviously that's somebody you're not going to evict over anybody else. And that's like a built-in alliance you have. So I feel like Drag Race wanted to do something similar. I mean, you saw the other queens had a lot to say (laughs) against the twins from the start. And was it maybe jealousy? And even Marsha mentioned it. I believe it was in Untucked, Mm -hmm. where she was like, well, now you're on the same playing field as all of us, where you don't have another person. So obviously now it's much more fair, everybody for themselves. Untucked was kind of wild. (laughs) Because you have... This part made me cringe. You have a Nitra who's telling about how she doesn't talk to her family, she has no contact. And then then Aura's like, well, now, see, I feel bad. Like, I feel like I can't say that I have a good relationship with my family. And I was like, Aura, girl, stop talking quickly. (laughs) But what was really sad was Selena's reaction Mm -hmm. to being in the bottom. Because you could tell she was crushed. Mm -hmm. She was devastated. It was hard to watch, especially because I love Selena so much. I love that she came out of that lip sync as a complete victor. So, And I loved the Sasha Colby moment because you can see how motherly Sasha Colby is to everybody. Mm-hmm. Even last week mm-hmm. with the twins and this week. Like, she didn't even wait a second. Like, as soon as she noticed that Selena was starting to get upset and cry and walk away, Sasha just, like, ran straight to her to hug her, to comfort her. It was so nice to see. I love their dynamic and, and their friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, when queens know each other outside of the show, it's always interesting to see how they 
how they react together on it. And you can mm-hmm. just tell they have such a good bond that, like, they're just going to be there for each other. Yeah. It's just, like, that built-in friendship. You know you have somebody to rely on. Kind of like Jan with Britta. Yes. When, as soon as Britta Filter left, Jan was, like, devastated. And, like, it had to do with her not winning the challenge as well. But, like, you <laughs> you see that she was, like, she lost that friend and that person that kind of made her more grounded in the competition. So... It's a bit more scary now, but... Yeah. Selena was as devastated as I am when my DoorDash order gets canceled. <laughs> so it, it was just hard to watch, but I'm glad that she came out on top in the end. The DoorDash people are like, he has, he's had enough. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it was as dev- she was as devastated as I am when my grinder hookup cancels. It's We've all been there. We've all felt that pain. <laughs> all douched and ready and nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you, but see, I'm a top. <laughs> Work. Uh, I'll let the silence speak for itself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like you should be in the NFL Hall of Fame for the greatest wide receiver. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Is this going on Spotify? <laughs> because, yes. because it's no longer <laughs> Patreon only, so I'm like, oh, am I allowed to say everything I am thinking? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, now that you're married, Butsy, and you know you're not on Grinder anymore, I just know everyone in that grid started cheering the second your your face disappeared. <laughs> you know what's funny? The first person that's nearest to me is Chelazon Larue. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see that profile, I always get triggered and just close the app. Uh, <laughs> like, not this. <laughs> not this. Not today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What did you think of the lip sync? Selena, I was kind of um, a little turned on from her performance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know your standards are low, but... Uh... <laughs> No, I really love the lip sync. Like the ways, uh, I mean, Amethyst had cute moments, but this was Selena's lip sync. Uh, She killed it. She was just, every beat she hit, and when they did the splits at the same time, that was just so good to watch. And then Selena really did hump the hell out of that stage. Um, (laughs) I forgot Amethyst was there. And then I rewatched because I was like, oh, I need to watch Amethyst. But then I only watched Selena, and then I had to rewatch again because I was like, I don't know what Amethyst is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Amethyst had, like, few cute moments, but, yeah, my focus wasn't on Amethyst at all. Everything was about Selena. Like, the way she just embodied that song, hit every single beat, everything was so right. So, it's like, Selena completely won this, and it was Amethyst's third time in the bottom, so... I guess it was her time to go. I think it's time for everyone's favorite uh, time of day. Oh. Everyone's favorite part of the podcast. When you say it's done. (laughs) (laughs) When I introduce the guest as someone other than Butsy. (laughs) Well. Um, Let's talk about. Did you have another joke? No. Okay. (laughs) Did you have another joke? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) um it's time for is it rigged and can i just point something out uh should i say yes Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> you're like, I guess so. Like, you're going to subject should, me to it regardless. Yeah. Should, should I be just honest? <laughs> oh. okay. Yeah, please point something out. <laughs> um, <laughs> the queens, to this point, that have been safe the entire time, Robin, Malaysia, Selena, they all got critiqued this episode. And to be completely honest, I think all three of them should have been safe. So I think it was mm-hmm. rigged that they got critiqued at all, but I think it's because like we haven't seen any critiques for them whatsoever on the main stage. Well, sometimes production likes to do that a lot. Like, wasn't Jan like not critiqued for seven episodes in a row? Yeah, uh, or something stupid like that. So maybe they're trying to change that because they saw how it affects some girls. I think it was nice that they finally got critiqued and some feedback because I feel like. Especially I know Malaysia in Untucked mentioned how she was so glad to finally hear some critiques and to hear even not just for this episode, but for previous episodes that Michelle was obsessed with her pageant girl looks and stuff. So good for them. But also, yeah, I feel like all of them should have been safe as well. I feel like that's where the rigory like stems from, because you could have put mistress in the top. You could have put... Uh, you know, there were so many people that could have been in the top over those two girls. And then mm-hmm. for Selena, she could have just been safe and out of the bottom. But then you would have had to sacrifice, like, a Spice, who, let's be real, looking at who else is in the bottom this episode, where, whether it's Aura, or whether it's Amethyst, or whether it's Jax, they're all going to send her home. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spice would have no chance against... Most of the queens, like even last week, there has been debate, like should have it, should it be a double elimination? So overall, what would you change about the judging? I mean, the tops and the bottom, like I would put <laughs> Aura in the bottom too. Uh, because I, I'm actually excited to see Aura lip sync because there has been a lot of talk, like I'm the dance, like on episode one where she's like, oh, I'm a professional choreographer. Let's make some choreography. I'm like, okay, I want to see you in a lip sync now. Like, I want to see you, what you can do. Um, and in the past few episodes, Aura has been kind of underperforming. And then in the top, yeah, I'm like very happy with the outcome of the winner. So, and I'm glad that the people who got critiqued got critiqued. So uh, next week we are doing a girl group challenge, but it is not a regular girl group challenge because they are going to be elderly. So, I mean, you know what it's like to break a hip on stage, but see, I mean, how do you think they're, they're going to do? You know, I love when you make comments like that, because then it reminds me of people in your comments that are like, none of my friends think you're interesting, but I think you're funny. Uh <laughs> I feel like the idea is actually very interesting and I'm excited to see what they will do with it because that can go extremely campy or like (laughs) extremely bad. So I I think it's going to take a really, it's almost like a Venn diagram of, of talent because you one need to get down choreo, even if it's, you know, comedy choreo, but you also Mm -hmm. need to be able to sell a comedic character. Usually the mm-hmm. comedy queens aren't great at choreo, and usually the choreo cre- queens aren't great at comedy, so it's going to be interesting to see who stands out. I really enjoy season 15 and this uh, group of queens. I feel like they're all so talented, and it's very exciting to watch, and just the 40-minute format is kind of <laughs> killing it, but other than that, I think the season is amazing, and I'm very excited to see what most of these queens will do next week. 
I think this could be Selena's moment. I I I mm-hmm. am envisioning Selena winning the challenge because she's not afraid to look stupid. She's not mm-hmm. afraid to do anything wacky, and as we saw, she's a good dancer. So she can pop some dance moves. So it. W- I'm hoping she is in the top at least or wins. But well, you know, some people say that your videos are bad and that you're not funny at all, and those people are right. Um, <laughs> those people are. Those people are also me. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, but see, it was great having you back. Sometimes I just need to be put in my place a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the other people are too nice to you. I'm look- yeah. listening to the podcast and I'm like, no, Jack, go for it. Derek deserves it. <laughs> Point out his hairline. <laughs> Not the hairline. <laughs> like, look at his grinder profile. He wants this, goddammit. <laughs> Not the degradation kink. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you you're here, because um, now I feel humbled. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. You're so welcome. And you're welcome back. Eight. <coughs> oh my gosh! I just started coughing. That was the world telling me, "Don't bring the bitch back. Don't bring her back." <laughs> but no, you know, seriously, I do appreciate how close we got in the last year, and when the cameras are not rolling, the tea, sp- the TVR spilling, and how we open <laughs> about our personal lives, and uh, I finally have a friend in the drag community that accepts me, and I get his support, and that really makes me tear up. Because all I wanted was your clout and your money. So. <laughs> and I got enough to go around, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really nice because I think you... <laughs> I don't feel like I need to restrict myself for making fun of you. And vice versa. So <laughs> that makes it relaxing. <laughs> I've read enough Reddit comments about me that, like, there's nothing worse you can say than, than what they've said. So it's fine. Well, and, and it's going to be, like... I really enjoy podcasting with you because we're like I consider you a a, a friend, mm. and you know obviously I've I've chatted with and I've collabed with Kayla and and Jack and everyone before, but with you it's just like it's just like whatever we just go right into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just let's talk trash about all of these whores. <laughs> 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 well, and, and the next couple of episodes are going to be with people I've never done a collaboration with. So it's going to be really cool. interesting to see those those dynamics. Next week, we will have Dr. Jake on. Um, I did need a prostate exam, so it's it's good that he's he's here. <laughs> well, I feel like you take a prostate exam every time you go on a grinder date, which is <laughs> <laughs> like one, once every two to three days. So... <laughs> <laughs> new day new dumpster i'm i'm clean we're all good <laughs> she she's on prep she's ready to be entered uh, <laughs> okay i don't know how much i can go on for spotify so you need to yeah stop you know any chance of this podcast getting uh <laughs> getting monetized is out the window but it was worth it <laughs> was it <laughs> um well <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll leave that for the audience to decide. <laughs> it, the four people that are still around because they couldn't yeah. handle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this podcast is going on for a long time. We have been recording for almost two hours now. So uh, literally, so so maybe it's time to uh, uh, get a, <laughs> move on with our lives. But see, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Uh, in your local McDonald's, usually. Uh, <laughs> 
but <laughs> no you can <laughs> i would say my youtube but we all know i'm not gonna post it more <laughs> not the tumbleweeds <laughs> the tumbleweed she is busy with her personal life so youtube career has to wait a minute but i'm on instagram usually also talking trash so <laughs> you can follow me on instagram under butsy mua cool and if you want to follow me, which, you know, hopefully you already are, you can just find me at Drag Detective everywhere, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Well, with that, I think we are done. Uh, thank you guys mm-hmm. so much for listening. Uh, again, all of the links for Bootsy for me and my social media will be in the description of this podcast. And make sure to send Bootsy uh, as much money and as many drugs <laughs> as you can in the mail because... I mean, what else is she supposed to do now that she's a married woman? <laughs> to be fair, I'm not doing I'm... Oh, we're cutting that! We're cutting that! <laughs> okay, bye! <laughs> Video versions of this podcast are available at my Patreon at patreon.com slash thedragdetective. Thank you.